Hey, Warriors, what's up today? Uh, this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors, and uh, today is February the 24th, 2024. Um, I hope you guys are having a great weekend. I know I'm having a, a great weekend. Uh, my brother is here from Detroit, Michigan with his family, so I am ecstatic about that. Um, his wife is here and their two-year-old, uh, well, soon to be two. He'll be two March 9th. Um, he's here and uh, we're just having such a ball uh, with each other. Well, he came in last night, so we, w- we weren't really able to spend that much time with each other last night. But today and tomorrow, tomorrow and uh, Monday, because they're here until Tuesday, so... So yeah, I, I, I'm. Um, we're just so you know excited to have them uh, back here for a few days. Um, so um, uh, I, while I'm not going to rush this episode I, or, or anything like that, I just I do want it to you know, you know uh, want to try to keep us you know on, on track you know <laughs> so because you know I I tend to veer off the track. So, so if you guys could just, you know, whenever I do bear off the track, just let me know. Let's, like, Latrice, let's stay on track so we can get done with this. <laughs> no, I gotta do it. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, my guest with me today is Marlene Miller and Michael uh, uh, Michael Williams. Guys, hello. Thank you for being Hello. here. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay. What do you guys think? Uh, oh, I forgot to mention. The movie that we are discussing today is um, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It is a Shudder movie. Uh, and it stars... Um, I believe she's new. I think this might be her debut uh, movie. I'm not sure. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Her name is Leah Dillion Hayes, uh, Denzel Whitaker, and Chad L. Coleman. Uh, Okay, now, uh, that girl, to me, uh, a fabulous actress. I will. I want to say that first and foremost. But does she look like uh, Kiki Palmer to you guys? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. She looks like Kiki Palmer. I thought I was the only one that thought that. I'm like, this little girl looks like Kiki Palmer. Um, but she also looks um, kind of like uh, one of my cousins. Uh, my cousin, my cousin Tracy, that sadly um, passed away. Like. Uh, um, uh, four or five years ago, she looked like her too. I was, uh, I was like looking at her like she looked like Kiki Palmer and my cousin Tracy. Oh my goodness! So, but yeah, yeah, uh, very great actress, great actress. Uh, I will say, I did have a little bit of a problem with the script. Um, I, I didn't, I liked this movie, but I wanted it to be great, and it just wasn't. But it wasn't because of the acting. The acting was spot on. It was, uh, the acting was great, I thought. It, 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 I just felt like the movie was kind of blah. And that, that's my opinion, though. 
and, and again, it has nothing to do with the acting. The acting was chef's kiss. <laughs> I loved the acting. Um, it was just, to me, the script could have been a little better. Uh, but what do you guys think, though? Uh, uh, Michael, I'll go to, to you first. Um, what do you think about uh, the angry black girl and her monster? I'm, I'm of two minds. Um, one is I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I it was it was I actually I watched it when it came out and um, and I and I was real excited when you when you when you advertised that you were going to do this as a podcast episode because it was a movie I always wanted to come back and revisit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I agree with you that you know the performances were spot on. Um, you know, but the, I, I kind of got a little confused. So did I. I kind of got a little confused. It's, 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 it was a little murky at some point, and, and I don't I don't know if that was you know that they were just the the, the, the guy the writer and director was just trying to you know leave things open to interpretation or you know because some sometimes sometimes you get disappointed when 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 they, they over you feel like they over explain stuff too much in movies and, and maybe he was trying to do that but I just say but I, overall I thought it was a really neat movie it was a great chance to, to, to hear, to see some things that you don't usually see in movies and to hear some voices you don't usually hear. I mean, you, you know, I like to watch horror movies from all around the world. And from yes, you do. I like, because they're like little windows into places that I can't go. And, and the angry black girl and the monster, you know, with, with, with its characters and its location was, was a place that was very strange to me uh, that I wasn't familiar with. So I was glad to be, to be able to do that in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Marlene? What do you think about the movie? Oh, I thought it was great. Like, it was 92 minutes of something that, like, I'd probably buy it. Like, so I probably like it a little bit more than y'all. Uh, it definitely was like, you know, the, the Frankenstein with the little oh, hint yeah. of Pet Cemetery. it felt like. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's a movie that definitely tells you that um, sometimes dead is better. Uh-huh. And... You know, it's um, I've no, I haven't seen anything from the cinematographer before, like every everything that she's done. But I really liked how it was shot. Of course, it is the directorial debut of this director. Yeah. Um, and um, it just shows you how, you know, because we're so vulnerable to people that we're close to. You know, I I can. How you, how you do almost anything in your power to get your loved ones back, and it's I think it's a a movie about obviously about obsession, uh, pain, yeah. trauma, and how uh, you deal with death. How you deal with death? Yeah, like we're, we're going to be talking about that yeah. a lot, especially in my last question. <laughs> yeah, she she just lost herself in her obsession with trying to cure death, and. Um, it's uh, it, it definitely pulls a lot, a lot, a lot from Frankenstein. The like her notebook, it says the modern um, Prometheus, mm-hmm. and uh, calling her the mad scientist, and how she in that one scene where she's about to reanimate him, how how it, she looks mad, she looks crazy. Like she's like, we'll, we'll, we'll be together again soon. She's all like laughing, or not, you know, like giggling and right, right. She's, she's she's losing it a little bit right there. And then 
yeah it's just almost like almost like it's a a modern uh black version of frankenstein yes and i think that's what uh he was going for i think Mm -hmm. that's what the writer slash director was going for and i must say say i um this month um has been um uh well actually the maybe the last two two movies or so um that i've done uh i know definitely yesterday's um movie the strays the director was also the writer and it was also his debut you know so we're having lots of debuts um and and i i for one think that that is great especially uh because they are giving voices to african americans that love horror too you know and because we don't have that you know a lot of the movies that i've done i put on the schedule for african american uh movie month um because um it's what i saw when i looked up you know what movies are african americans a part of and so and that's that's what um popped up but i am seeing lots more like i've added some more movies to my list that i will be doing next year you know such as uh trick with omar epps um there's another uh uh, guess who on tubi um uh well both of them are on tubi i think i think trick is on tubi i saw trick on tubi and then um that tubi original movie guess who um and and, comedy uh, huh the comedy i know no no horror movies they're horror oh i I, I thought you meant like the um the one with bernie mac and ashton kutcher oh no no no. yeah yeah i know what you're talking about no 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 it's a there's a horror movie called guess who look it up on tubi and uh from what i saw it's pretty good i have to i have to watch it again i i think i watched the first 10 or 20 minutes of it and then i had to do something and i just never got back around to watch it but uh somebody had put put it in the group in the horror movie warriors group page that she has seen it and she actually really liked it she said it was a surprise hit so i said oh i'm gonna have to get back to it one of these days i just haven't yet uh, but it is on my schedule for next year, for uh, next next February. Um, so I'm I'm going to you know uh, be discussing that. Um, so it is uh, like I said in another podcast, we're slowly but surely getting our just dues for horror movies. You know, I, I mean back in the day black people watching horror movies period was unheard of you know a, a lot of african americans do not like horror movies or if they did they're just now coming out <laughs> yeah, you know there there are some 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 old school african american horror films i i heard about that rachel stone told me and kelly dunsmore about blackenstein which oh, yeah. i had no, no clue that's a- that's a horrible movie. Oh, okay. Um, there's, a, 
there's another there's a vampire film called Ganja and Hess. Ah. Which was which was very good. And, and like and everybody knows about Blackula, right? Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I, I've done both Blackulas on here. Yeah, and then um, Spike Lee actually remade Ganja and, and Hess, called it the the Sweet Blood of Jesus. Oh. Now I, I don't know if that ever got released or not, because I, I mean it was it was a, it was a, I like I like paid fifteen dollars to, to to Spike Lee's thing and got a and got a digital copy of it, but I've never seen it released or on any other video platforms. But it's a remake of Ganja and Hess, and it's it's it was very good too. Well, I'll have to I'll have to check that out and and uh, you know put it on the schedule for uh, next year. Because, you know, like I said, you know, it, it's so far in between, you know, um, the African-American horror movies. But we are getting there. We're slowly but, but surely, you know, coming into our own where horror movies are concerned. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, let's get to the questions here. Uh, my first question is, who is your favorite character? And I'm pretty sure we all have the same. Uh, well, no, no, I take that back because I actually have a character that I really, really love, and it was not the main one. <laughs> so, so you guys might have the same same answer. Um, Marlena, who is your um, favorite character in um, uh, the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster? I guess I would have. I- I like uh, what's her name? A uh, Sequoia, v- like the mom, Valkyria, huh? No, no, not the main character. Oh, the, uh, okay. Her, bro- her brother's girlfriend's mom. Oh, um, uh, oh, I forget her oh. name. Sequoia. 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 Okay, yeah, yep, that's that's it. I, well, I like that. I like Aisha too. Like, I like the the those two female dynamics for sure. Cause like. You know, she went on that that spiel about how the schools were teaching fake history. And right. She was telling her son to read the the Malcolm X book, like, and or, even Vicaria too was was like that too. She was telling little Jada, she's like, you know, learn from the greats. Don't, uh, you know, you know, basically think for yourself, think outside the box. Right. Um, right. Don't follow the the school's curriculum. Like, you know, there's other books out there too, and real books, real knowledge, the truth, right. basically. So, uh, and I liked how um, Sequoia, like, basically taught that anyway, that it looked like a household of uh, strong-minded, um, strong women that uh, she's right. teaching. Aisha, Aisha's telling, or I guess that's how her and um, Vicaria are so close, too, because they're like-minded. Right, so. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. And, and uh, Michael, how about you? Who was your favorite character? I my favorite character was Jada, the little girl. Mine too. Mine too. I did not think anybody was going to pick Jada except for me. Oh my god! Well, first of, first of all, she was a, what a scene stealer she was. Yes, I mean, she was so precious. And the body movement, and I mean, she was she was amazing to watch. But she also had like some really meaty lines in the story. You know, mm-hmm. you know that 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 whole and it, and it kind of brings up the whole theme of like the you know the, the search for your voice, the, the the need to be heard. You know, she's she's trying stuff out. She she wants to be understood. She wants to be you know she wants to be seen. 
I just thought she was great. I, I thought, thought she, the was amazing. She was so precious. <laughs> I I put her down. I said, uh, I I said nobody's gonna nobody else is gonna pick this little girl. Michael, you surprised me. But uh, <laughs> but but yes, um, uh, Jada was uh, she, everything that you, you just said, Michael. That's that, that's why I fell in love with the girl. She was such a. Um, uh, scene stealer it was ridiculous and that's saying a lot because I mean uh, the girl who plays Vicaria she was on it too she was very uh, I mean that girl deserved she, she, she was excellent too she deserves an award for what she did on this movie no doubt but Jada the, the little girl that plays Jada here she comes she's stealing those scenes and uh, it, and, it, and it was just effortless and i think what i like so much about it is she's so young she had to be like seven or eight right six seven or eight years old and she is and she just effortlessly just said her i mean and she didn't just say her lines she acted her lines that's what i loved about it so yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Michael. Jada, all the way. Uh, now, who is your least favorite character? And, and Michael, I'll start with you first for this one. Who is your least favorite character, if well, you, you had one? I, you know, it's, for me, it's always the character that reminds me the most of myself, and, and that's that's the school teacher, Mrs. Kemp. Oh, yeah. And and. I mean, she was just, just like perfect in her, in her malicious indifference to, to Vicaria. Um, you know, just the whole, you know, just that whole, that whole coming off is like, you know, you're the one that's, that's acting up because you're behaving entitled because we've given you all these great opportunities and you're squandering them by, by just, you know, I just, I mean, she was just such a hateful character. Yeah. Um, it was, it was really, it was, it was, and you know, and like I said, I was, been there right right yeah especially like that part where she goes i'm just going to call you vicky because it's easier yes yes that's a a major slap to like people of color uh right who or whatever especially if you got a hard name to to pronounce like Mm -hmm. even like like even with when we're even that hard. Like, they'll just downplay it, and you, we're just taught like you just correct them every time. <laughs> I, I work in um I work I work in a in a middle school um and, and there's a, there's a large African American population in the school, and one of the first things I learned is that you know to watch what I to watch how I address people address address students and you know and I and I learned real fast it's like I'm sorry I'm not being disrespectful did I you know to, to check in with them to make sure that I'm not because it's it's a big deal being naming is a big deal it's very important right and that's you know that's especially something especially to the african-american names are very much so you know it's kind of like our hair very important <laughs> exactly and, that, and that's something that I a, a lot of people a lot of people don't realize because we've never had to deal with it. I've never, I've never had anybody mispronounce my name or say anything or say my name in a funny way because they thought they were being clever. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never had to experience that, you know. So, so 
it's just really easy to take that for granted. But names are important. I mean, you know, these 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 kids have names that were given to them by their parents for because they have meaning to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Marlene, who is your um, least favorite character? Uh, it was hard for me to choose one, but if I had to choose one, I guess I was gonna choose Jamal. I know it's uh, most people would be like, "Well, it's Kango," but I kind of understood where Kango was coming from. He even said it himself. He's like, "You're you're messing with my uh, family dynamics by her not cooking for him." Right, right. And it's a dog eat dog world in that in that movie. So like. Like that one scene where you see him, uh, well, you see him as he is for the most part of the movie, but when she comes into his house, when he's not expecting her and he's feeding his grandmother. Oh, yeah. Like you see, yeah. you see behind the scenes that, you know, he's trying, him and his family's trying to eat too. Right. You know, like he's not obviously all that bad. He's he's not doing it for himself. I could see if he was living in a in an apartment by himself and it's all like, like a like decked out, like decked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it. He's doing it to take care of his family. And right. So I, I can't, I can't really, I can see it, but I can't see it. But uh, so I guess it would just be Jamal. He seems like the most malicious, and he's all cool at holding a, a machete against a little girl's neck. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and. And then he's the one that's more, like I said, he's just more aggressive anyway. Like he's all about his, I don't know if Curtis was his friend or his brother or what, but he's like, you better hope Curtis doesn't die. And he finally dies. And then after that, he's just got uh, right. blood on his mind. Right, right. And uh, uh, I, I was thinking maybe he was the one that killed Chris. I, I think uh, I know Kango uh, uh, told Vicaria I didn't kill your brother, but I was thinking uh, uh, maybe Jamal did. They never maybe. really said who killed Chris, but uh, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, Kango uh, was my least favorite character. I I I had to cross him out after my third time watching. Um, the angry black girl and her monster because I every time I watched it I was like uh, I, I felt like you uh, Marlene that Jamal was the more malicious one and he was the one that t he turned on Kango you know mm -hmm. he, he turned on him so uh, and and so I was like yeah it is definitely Jamal who's my least favorite definitely um, let's see here. My next question is, oh, uh, what was your favorite scene? This is always fun. This is always a fun question. <laughs> what was your favorite, Marlene, what was your favorite scene in, uh, this movie? The one, the parts that really scared me, I liked when, um, uh, Vicaria was, just found out that Jada was talking to Chris. She's like, is it okay if I go play with Chris or talk to Chris after I do my ABCs or something? Oh, yeah. And I was like, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, who's who's her friend? She's like, oh, I don't know. And then she's saying her ABCs and she starts doing that voice and, you know, like... Um, and you can hear the voice like, talking. Yeah, she's like, uh, you talk to Chris? She's like, yeah. 
she's like, where? And then she points to that hole, and it's just creepy. The whole, the whole thing the is whole just really thing, creepy. Yeah. And it has that really good jump scare where she's looking through the hole into a Jada's apartment, and then Jada, like, pops up and says, boo, and she's like, ah. And she's like, this isn't in here. She's like, uh, he's he's probably behind you or something like that. And you yeah. see, like, a flash go behind, and, and um, I really like uh, that scene where... Yeah, you, it's just starting to get a little creepier there. I thought it was actually going to be a little... I thought the movie was going to be a little bit more scary than it was. And that and that's another cool. reason why I didn't like it. Because I'm like, well, where's the scariness? I mean, I'm not really... I mean, I... You know, you like you said, Marlene, Marlene, there was that little jump scare. But I wasn't terrified. I wanted to be terrified and, you know, huddled in the corner somewhere. But that didn't happen. So... But yeah, uh, uh, Michael, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the family dinner. Um, yeah, it was just it was so so sweet. It was so normal, but it was also so you know so important that they all come together to have a meal together. Yes, yes. I actually, I that's not my favorite scene, but I did like the interaction with. Um, it's kind of like how um, one of y'all said it. Uh, um, I can't remember which one of y'all said it, but y'all uh, said that um, uh, Aisha and uh, Vicaria are like-minded, but in different ways. Aisha is like, well, that that system that you don't care about, they are effing us over. They are, you know, uh, uh, they don't care about us. But see, Vicaria, she knew that. But that is exactly why she said, F the system. She's saying, F the system because they don't care about us. And Aisha is saying, they don't care about us. So we that's why we should care. Mm-hmm. To like my, uh, they, they're saying the same exact thing because I know because I, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like, uh, okay, so F them. If they don't care about us, why should we care about them? A lot of people mistake that mistake that for me saying that we should let the white people get their way. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying that we all need to come together because they are effing us over. And, and, and not only that, they're, they're, you know, they're effing over their own people too. So, you know, and so in that way, I vibe more so with Vicaria than Aisha. Mm-hmm. Even or though... Like that one part, huh? I like that one part, that one part. I guess she's been body snatching for a minute. I guess she's been stealing, uh, Vicaria's been stealing bodies for a little while, uh, cause she was braiding, uh, Vicaria, Aisha was braiding Vicaria's hair and she goes, I just wish we could find the, the sicko that stole your brother's body, you know, and, this right. and, that, and then Vicaria sitting there like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But uh, but yeah, uh, but but yeah, there was so much to, to that dinner scene, Michael, and I agree with you. Uh, but my favorite scene was when um, 
was when she brought finally brought Chris back to life because that was when when you know it the movie came alive um uh you know pardon the pun but <laughs> the movie came alive when she brought her brother back to life um uh you know that I mean, you know, because this is marketed as a horror movie. So when she brought her brother back to life, then the horror starts, you know. So that was my favorite part. When she when she finally did it, when she finally brought uh, Chris back to life. Well, uh, guys, we have to take a break. But when we get back, back I will be asking y'all about your least favorite um, uh, scene. And we will be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, Chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously in- inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.elmstreettoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. I'm still trying uh, to figure out how old Amani Summer is. Is like nowhere on the internet. Mm. Hey, Warriors, we are back. And uh, uh, um, well, the the next question on 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 my list is um, what is your least favorite scene? And uh, well, uh, Michael, uh, you were just um saying something. Uh, I'm sorry, I completely cut you off or was talking over you. Um, uh, who were you talking about? Um, the little girl that plays Jada, I was, I was trying to find out how old she was. And, um, yeah, I don't think they put her age. I don't well, think it's not on the IMDB and I was looking at some other sites and there's a lot of interviews with her, but none of them says how old she is or when she was born. Well, none of the ones that I've found so far. Right. Right. I mean, I know that she's young. I know. I mean, she, she's gotta be about seven, eight or nine. Uh, maybe six if she was um, learning her alphabet. Uh, maybe six, but definitely seven or eight. That was that would be my guess anyway. 
So, um, but yeah, so, so uh, what is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, Michael, I'll start with you um, this time. What's your least favorite scene in um, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster? Um, I don't really have a, a, a least favorite scenes. There, there were definitely some movies that were that were cringy um, to watch. Um, that were, you know, that were that were hard to watch for for, for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, one of, one of the things that I really struggled with the movie though was 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 carrot was the carrot was the monster Chris. Um, I, I had a real hard time pinning him down. You know, like it sometimes it seemed like he was there to defend. Vicaria and the family. At other times, it seemed like you know he was, you know he was he couldn't tell the difference between them and the and the family's enemies. Right. So like that, that you know that that whole scene at the end, um, where you know Kangol's there and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Jamal. Jamal and and his father and and the father is there, and it's just, it's just not really sure what what was going on. What was you know why he was behaving that way. Exactly. That that was my um, plight with with Chris and the monster that he became. I, I'm like, well, I wasn't really scared of him um, per se. I, I mean, you know, there was that voice that he was doing when he was, you know, saying the alphabets uh, with Jada, but that was about as scared as I got. I didn't get scared any other time. I I got more scared more scared of Kango and Jamal to tell you to tell you the truth. I was more scared of them than I was what was supposed to be the monster. And I think that's another another reason why I didn't really mess well with this movie. Mm. You know, I think it I think it was definitely an internal struggle. I think there's going to be some uh remembrance of like his past life and it, i think it's just and then what he is now and it's all like confusion like like in <laughs> i saw a lot of examples about frankenstein how he was almost self-loathing himself he's like he knows he's not going to fit into society he sees how society is and he looks at himself and he's just like i'm never going to be like that and then so he's also with chris i think it's like Cause that the scene where I'm going to say is like my uh, least favorite scene is where um, he kills his father. Mm -hmm. And, but right before, or was it before or after uh, he's going, he's trying to get into the room and Vicaria stabs his hand mm -hmm. and she's holding that knife at him, you know, and then he, he's looking, he could easily break through that door, but it looks like something in him like stopped him and he, he left. He ended up killing, um, Jamal after that, but at the same time too, he, I feel like he could have, but he didn't. And then he ends up like killing, you know, everybody yeah. else you know, that's meaningful to him. And so it's just like, I, I think it's just an internal struggle with him. Uh, I don't think he can help it. And then at the same time, when he snaps back into whatever reality he can recall, he's just like, oh, no. Because, like, that, I think that's my, yeah, least favorite part because it was just so sad. Like, his dad was like, Chris? And it looked like, because his dad had been struggling. You know, he's doing drugs and stuff like that. And then to see that, that your loved one's right there in front of you. Oh, right. Then he really he's like, like, are you a hallucination or what? 
Yeah, then he really sees him though, and he's like, "Oh no!" He's like, "Get out of here!" You know, you're, you know, you're not my son. And then that, I think that's what hurt him too, because that's what happened to Frankenstein and or Frank, Victor Frankenstein and his monster. Like when the monster finally was like trying to come to him, like as his father, and he, his father rejected him. He killed him, didn't he? Well, I, I think, think so. I think that's book, what happens to Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I'll have to, it's on Tubi. I think the original Frankenstein is on Tubi, so I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna nerd out on you. Um, a lot of people, when they, a lot of people think that like the Boris Karloff Frankenstein from 1931 was the first Frankenstein movie, but actually in 1915, Thomas Edison made, um, made a Frank, made the first filmed Frankenstein movie, and that was based on a play. Really? It was based on the novel Frankenstein. Oh my God! Ooh. I I had no clue that Frankenstein was around that long. Well, it was it, like I said. It was you know it, it, before before they had the movies, there were plays. There were plays of Dracula, yeah. and um, you know that was the Bela Lugosi film was also based on a play that um, that Bela Lugosi had mm -hmm. toured with. But anyway, so that so that so I think it might have even been the same author of both plays. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, I could be wrong, um, but anyway, well, I yes. think the book. I think the book was written in. I think I wrote it down somewhere. It was, I think it was written in 1818. So it's a very old book. Very old. Very. My gosh. It's probably considered the first uh, sci-fi book too. Yep. So. <clears throat> it's, so also, it's also an early example of literature that was of a of a novel written by a woman. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, for back in that day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So horror movies have been a thing since before 1918. Am I correct in saying that? Oh yeah, some of some of some of the earliest examples of horror films when they started having plots were were were, were horror films. You know, not that having plots, but but that was something that people went to right away. And action, you know, people went to, people went to the movies. They wanted to see violence. They wanted to see sex as much as they could show at the you know turn of the century. Right. Um. They you know and they and they wanted thrills and chills. Um. You know, and and also like um was. Oh, 1922. Um, this German film called *Cabinet of Dr. Caligari* was uh, was like this very deep psychological film um, that that had um, that, that was basically a, a response to, to to the ruin in Germ Germany after World War One. And, and there's like a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff written about all this stuff about how how these how a lot of things that we face in society always we've always faced we we choose to talk about it first by by making by dressing it up as monsters and, mm -hmm. and and evildoers and and that's that's one of the starting places for conversations about these these larger real world things mm -hmm. well uh my least favorite um singing is when um we see the little boy die that was the little boy that she was talking to that got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hated that scene. I'm like, uh, I, now the first time I saw that, I didn't know that it, it was the, the little boy that she was talking to. 
I was like, huh, you know, uh, we just see seen this little boy that, but the second time I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's um Jerome, that's that little boy she was talking to, and just to see that. You know, you never want to see a child. And uh, again, he couldn't have been more than 11 or 12. And here he is shot dead. And we don't know if Kango did it, if Jamal did it, or if the cops did it or what. But here's this 11, 12-year-old little black boy. And he's gone now. You know, that just hurt my heart. That just hurt my heart. Um, that's also how she gets the idea of uh, the electricity, too, from the, uh, what's that called? The fibrillator? The one that shocked, how they shock people? Yeah, oh, uh -huh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, because uh, they did bring him back to life for a minute, and then he flatlined. Yeah, oh god, that was so heart-rendering when his op eyes opened and he started to move and you think like, oh, thank god, he survived. Yes. And he dies. They, you know, they can't get him, they can't bring him back. I, I just heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. Um and my next question is um uh and I think you guys uh will both have different opinions on this or maybe the same opinion, but my um, fifth question is, do you guys feel like this movie was a bona fide horror movie? And why? Um, uh, Michael, I'll go to you first. Do you think that this was a bona fide horror movie? Or could it have been scarier, like me and Marlene have been saying? Well, yeah, I definitely feel like it was a, it, it fits really comfortably into the horror realm. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be real simple. You know, I mean, like the Frankenstein legend, the story of Frankenstein is as old as the horror genre itself. Right. Um, right. You know, and, um, and I, and, and there, there were some jump scares in it, but there was also, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, I thought pretty, stark portrayals of, of frightening reality mm -hmm. um, in a way it was, you know, I mean, the, the movie was about the, about the sister trying to bring her brother back to life, trying to mend that, mend the family unit that, that's been torn apart by a, by a, a violent, uncontrollable world, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but there's a, but that, that world itself is also terrifying. Oh yeah. Yep. And there's, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm just curious to see, to hear if anybody, why somebody would say it's not a horror film. Right. Well, you know what? Um, <clears throat> well, I'll let you go first, Marlene. What What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think it is a, a horror film. Like I said, it had that, especially the ending. Oh, yeah. Um, you think she would have stopped. She, they think she would have learned a lesson, but I see why she did it, and she still continued to do it anyway. So it's just like, She's like, oh, they're still fresh, you know. Mm -hmm. She waited too long, Chris, and it seemed to work, but it it also leaves it up to imagination. Like, yeah, it might work right now, but uh, we've seen other movies that are similar in type where people have died and come back a little bit, right? Um, and 
like a, a, a was that movie Flatliners? Remember they were purposely killing uh, yes, themselves? Yes, yes. I need back. to put that on my schedule too. I love Flatliners. So like it's it's almost like a little bit of that, and like I said, a little bit of a Pet Cemetery with her mm-hmm. obsession to bring her loved one back too, and and that's what I was also saying too, like that that line from pet cemetery is like sometimes dead is better mm-hmm. but yeah look. and not only that line but what you just said remember you said that oh yeah she, they're fresh you know she waited too long mm-hmm. with chris well that's exactly what uh the father said about gage and oh yeah remember mm-hmm. when he kills the wife yeah. when gage kills yeah. the wife and he's like well i waited too long with gage but 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 she's fresh you know if, if i get her in the ground now it'll be different mm-hmm. so yeah well, so, i think it's a horror film for sure yes especially with with um chris being animated you know he's a zombie you know i mean just like night of the living dead night of the, and we all know that night of the living dead is a bonafide horror movie so you know can, can, can i just say something real fast sure i just um I, that, that whole pet cemetery comparison that you made that completely blew right past me until you said something and i've, and I've been thinking about it all, the whole time and that's you know that's 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 pretty cool yeah <laughs> there is a lot of overlap between the between the two films oh yeah, yeah. most definitely the Thank only you. the thing is it was done well it, it, you know, it, um, I don't even know if the director, you know, and, you know, slash screenwriter even thought about Pet Cemetery, but it, that's exactly what, you know, uh, what it was, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, um, it was part Frankenstein and part Pet Cemetery. And I'm not mad about it. You know, I wasn't, you know, uh, Pet Cemetery. the only reason why I, uh, why I have a problem with Pet Cemetery is because now that I'm a mom and, and I have a son, I, I, oh my gosh, I can't fathom, you know, losing my son in such a manner. So every time that scene comes on that, I actually have to skip that part when Gage, when Gage gets killed by the, um, by the truck, I have to. Um, if I'm watching it on TV, I'll have to leave the room. If if I ever bought it on DVD, I would have to fast forward that part because whoo, I can't handle it. <laughs> that's the only thing that I have. That's the, the only problem that I have with that cemetery. Uh, but um, but yeah, uh, I I feel like you guys. This is a bona fide horror movie, which is why. I wish they would have scared us more. I wish they, I wish I was scared more than than what I was. And, and, and in a way, in a way, it is, it is a little bit scary. Like, um, like if if I was in her situation and I brought something back, like I don't know. Um, and but and, and she, I'm glad you brought that up because when he broke out of the out of his help where she was holding him and he was out and about like that would have that would have really worried me i would have had a little bit more conscious about that I was like i gotta find him that that's 
brought him here. And that was another thing. You know, I'm like, wait a minute now. You brought this sucker back to life, and now you scared of him. She was running. I mean, she ran the first time that she saw him. The first time that she saw him, I I think she said, I I think she um, saw him, like, kill somebody or something like that, or about to kill somebody or something. And that girl. Yes. She was going to use him as a a tool of revenge. But the first thing they did was steal the drugs, and and Curtis saw them. And then, and then when she saw what Chris did to Curtis, that was when she that was when she bolted. Yes, I mean she hightailed it out of there. And I'm like, wait a minute, Miss Thing, you're the one who brought this thing back. Now what you gonna do? What were you you running? <laughs> she was running from our own creation. Mm-mm-mm. I said, now you wanna run? <laughs> oh gosh. But okay, so we come to my last question, uh, which is my deep question. How does the angry black girl and her monster pertain to the Bible? And uh, I, I'll go first um, for this one, uh, guys. Uh, uh, this movie was all about death, in my opinion. It was all about death, you know, and trying to find, find a quote unquote cure. Like uh, you had said the same thing earlier, Michael. You know, uh, it's about death and trying to find a cure for it. And well, I found a few scriptures. Well, actually, just two. Uh, a couple of scriptures about death. One scripture I found is um, it says, "But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers." and sisters all the all those sisters is not um really a part of the sentence it stops at brothers uh but um uh about uh uh i'm sorry let me let me start over um we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters uh about those who are asleep that uh that you may not give uh, that you may not grieve i'm sorry that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope for since we believe that jesus died and rose again even so through jesus god will bring with him those who have fallen asleep for this we declare to you by a word from the lord that we who are alive who are left until the coming of the lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep for the lord himself will descend from heaven with with a cry of command with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air 
and so we will always be with the Lord. And this is First uh, Thessalonians um, four thirteen through eighteen. And the other scripture that I that quick that it just quickened in my spirit when I when I um, read it. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty one to fifty four. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immorality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And, and so to sum all of this up, uh, we are not God, and it's best to let God do what he does. You know, uh, there's a purpose for death. And I don't think we have the right to mess with that purpose. No, that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Um, Marlene, I'll come to you uh, first. Um, how do you feel that this movie pertains to the movie, uh, pertains to the Bible, if at all? Yeah, I got, I got this. It, it was the, um, I saw this between the struggle between man and God. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe that. I don't believe that she was actually saying like, I am just like God, I can create life or whatnot. I think really what she was trying to do was just bring back her brother. But like when it comes to like what Frankenstein, he wanted to create life and whatnot. And then isn't that in a way blasphemous? So I put my, my theme right here is blasphemy. Right. Right. Um, Especially with the last thing that you said was like, death has a purpose and we're not, really allowed we're we're not allowed to mess with that purpose right for sure so i wrote um you know the author mary shelley that wrote uh frankenstein alludes to the story of creation in the book of genesis and in milton's paradise is lost in both of these books god created adam just as victor created his monster and when victor first sees his monster he alludes to the monster in hell and Dante's The Divine Comedy to uh, describe the ugliness of his creation. The the angry black girl and her monster represents the dangers of unchecked uh, ambition and the consequences of playing God. The uh, hubris of thinking one can replace nature. Vicaria got so lost in her obsession with curing death caused by her, the trauma in her life. Vicaria was looking for a reunion and triumph, but the accomplishment of her experiment only brought murder and terror. And it made me think of what I had, when I was looking it up, it made me think of, um, I got Isaiah 
chapter 14, verse 12 through 17. And it's when, um, I guess, um, God is casting out Lucifer um, mm. out of heaven. He says, how are you fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn? How are you cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low? You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. So he's basically saying, like, I will be like I God. Will be I will like be God. above God. Yep. And so, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that's what she was aiming for, mm-hmm. but her actions are uh, right. saying that because right. she thinks she, she thinks she can cure death, and uh, you can't. <laughs> Right. Or you best not to. You best not to. (laughs) Right. It is best to leave well enough alone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You better not. (laughs) And, 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 you know, and I want to backtrack to um, the white teacher for a minute. And I'm going to get to you, Michael, uh, with this question. But uh, what the white teacher had a problem with was that Vicaria, she she made a lot of sense. She did. She made a lot of sense, and 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 she was, you know, Vicaria knew her stuff. She knew her stuff, and 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 I think that the white teacher, um, she was probably like me, you know, like uh, what uh, you should not be trying to do this stuff. You know, it came out the wrong way with her. You know. But it's best to just leave it alone. Uh, and I think that's what the teacher was, was saying in her uh, white privilege, I guess, kind of way. <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, I, I, yeah, uh, that's, my, that's my thought on it, though. That you know, uh, because I do feel like Vicaria should have left well, well enough alone, because death does have its own purpose. God has a purpose in everything, even death. Um, <clears throat> well, Michael, you know what? We're gonna take a little break, and then when we get back, I'll have you um, uh, say your um, answer for how you feel like um, the movie pertains to the Bible. We will be right back after this. All right, warriors, we are back. And um, uh, Michael, um, how do you feel like um, uh, the angry black girl and her monster pertains to the Bible? I forgot to do that part of the assignment. Oh. 
<laughs> I mean, this is this is this is one of my favorite parts about about the horror movie warriors podcast, and um, it just completely blew past me. It just completely fell out of my head. <laughs> but I, I think you guys made some really good points. Um, but one of the things that I that I I would just kind of like to push back on though is that um, you know. <sighs> How do how how else though would we have progress if we didn't push against those boundaries? You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, remember it was just like a handful of centuries ago when you know if you said that the, if you said that the Earth was not the center of the universe, they'd kill you for being a heretic. Mm-hmm. You know, but but now we now we have an understanding that 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 we wouldn't have had if we just said, oh no, we shouldn't be messing with that kind of stuff. You know, so you so there's there's the kind of a, a, a dance between between progress and and um pro, yeah, between, about progress that we have to take about it. Um, so anyway, that was that was all I had. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I totally agree with that. But at the same time, too, she she should Chris was that, and then she uh, killed him, and then. She did it again. She, like, what was the last line of the movie? They'll be here soon. Because yeah. Aisha was asking, like, where's my family? And she's like, oh, they'll be here soon. So it's like. <laughs> right. Right. So he's going to keep going. And, 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 and that's another thing. They did leave it open for a sequel. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they might, I mean, Shudder just might do it. Because this is a Shudder movie. So Shudder might just give us a sequel. <laughs> that would be a fun one to talk about. It would. I, I'm curious to know where they would go with it. I mean, well, shoot, they, they, they went a lot of places with Frankenstein. They did Bride of Frankenstein. Heck, Son. Didn't they do a Son of Frankenstein or something like that? Yeah. So they, I mean, they, so it's not unheard of. It can happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's really interesting that like this year or like the last couple of years, Frankenstein has really been a presence in, in, in horror films. Um, uh, well, Larry Fessenden made a movie called Depraved, which was a modern take on Frankenstein. And then, um, then this movie, the angry black girl, and her monster, um, then Lisa Frankenstein, which I saw last week. And I oh, I, lo- I love that one. I thought it was great. Yeah, but, but also Guillermo del Toro is going to do a, is going to release a Frankenstein this year, and, mm. and and that is like number one on my list of movies I'm looking forward to seeing. Right, and guys, I, I'm sorry. I want to bring it back to the um, classroom scene. Only because, see, uh, that was actually another one of my least favorite scenes. And and it was not because um, of the, uh, not because of the white teacher, you know, um, totally ignoring um, uh, Vicaria and what she was saying. I didn't like it because, and, and this is for me personally, um, because me, the kind of girl that I am, I respect authority. Um, no wonder, no matter if they are right or wrong, that's just how I was raised. I was raised to respect all kind of authority. So 
even though I agreed with Vicaria um, on, you know, uh, what she was saying, I did not agree with her being rebellious and, you know, basically, you know, just being hard-headed and not doing what she was told. And, and that's just me because I've always been taught to respect authority figures. So I just want to put that out there. I just want to throw something else out about that scene was it was a really good setup for the student, for the parent teacher conference that happened later when, when Vicaria shows up with her dad. And, oh yeah. And he wasn't having any of it. You know, he, he, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and he, I must he, say, uh, because, you know, uh, and me and my mom, we were just talking about this earlier today, uh, uh, with my brother and my sister-in-law, you know, a lot of these teachers are getting that you know, from these kids and the parents, you know, the parents are not like, they're letting their parent, um, their um, kids get away with this stuff. Can I tell you if that was my mother, that would have been, that would have went a whole different way because you know what, my, I mean, my, my mom, she pinned my brother up against the wall, okay? When my when his teacher had called her saying that, oh yeah, he's disrupting the class. My mom was not having that. Okay, she didn't care if the teacher was right or wrong. You know, because my brother tried to. That's why she pinned my brother against the wall because she, he tried to tell her, man, she's lying. She's lying. She said, what does this teacher have to lie about? You know, even if the teacher was lying, she wouldn't let him get away with nothing. And, and so I think that's what a lot of these parents are letting their, I mean, because even though the carrier might have been in the right, but guess what? She wasn't in the right where she was told to do and she didn't do. Yeah, no, that's 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 a valid point. But also, I, you know, it's just, it just it reminds me when I was a kid and a, and a, and a teacher put their hands on me and um, man, boy, that the school heard from my dad. He, he he went down and, and he had he had a conference with the with the principal and and he came out and said that's never going to happen to you again. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean that you know putting the hands on a, a child that you know uh, that's something that the security guard probably should not have done. Right. But but these teachers they're they're feeling it from these kids now and the parents so it's and and you have some teachers that are ready to quit teaching yeah because of the how the kids are now and the parents the parents are worse than the kids yeah i i know a, a couple of teachers personally and they they say the same thing these kids are out of control now and, and, and you know we see that with this scene. Yeah, the white yeah the white teacher might have been wrong, but guess what? So were you when you didn't do what she told you to do. Whether it whether her tone was harsh or not, you are the student. She is the authority figure. You well, her, her dad addressed that. You know, he said, "And you will do. You will turn in your assignments or something like that." He, he mm -hmm. told Vicaria that. That she was that, that she did have a responsibility in that mm -hmm. to fulfill too. I mean, he didn't let her off. Yeah, yeah, she did. He did. He says she will do all of that. She will do all of that. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, but yeah, I hadn't addressed that fully, and I wanted to. I was thinking about that the whole time I was watching it this morning. This morning, I was like, I am so going to talk about this here scene because even though you know I felt like the teacher was was being uh her white privilege was coming out you know I that's what I felt anyway I did feel like she was having that you know listen you're not better than me I'm you know I, I'm the teacher I think I know a little bit more than you you know when when she clearly didn't I, I do think that Vicaria knew her stuff, but however, it, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just felt, and it's probably because I do respect authority. I do, I am going to do what I'm told to do, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just have that, you know, I just have that mind frame, but I know not everybody is like that, so, <laughs> but, um, uh well we don't have any more questions guys and you know what there's only one fun fact that i found and and michael uh and marlene interestingly enough you guys touched on this um this is the one and only um uh fun fact um the cover of vicarious scientific notebook says the modern prometheus by vicaria f the modern Prometheus. Uh, it it is the subtitle of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. So it, that's the only. Um, well, actually, there's um there's two more here. I didn't I didn't re see do, this. Do you know the story about Prometheus? I don't, Marlene. Marlene, do you? No. Oh. Do you want to hear? Yes, please. Um, Prometheus was the was the person who 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 brought fire to humanity. He he stole fire and gave it to humans as a gift. And um, I believe it's a great it's a Greek myth. And his punishment, the gods punished him for stealing fire by mm. by his by by chaining him to a rock. And every day, the bird a bird would come and 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 eat his liver. And then the next day it would start over again where the bird would come back and eat because, you know, so he was, so the, the whole idea is that we weren't supposed to have fire, you know, the, the, the gods mm. didn't want to have fire. So that, that brings us back to that whole, you know, progress. Is it good? Is it bad argument? But he, that's, that's, that's who Prometheus was. I don't know if I did a good oh, job. Wow. Explaining well, from somebody who didn't know about it, you did a pretty darn good job. <laughs> Which it um you said the book i i only got i only caught the title on her notebook that said the modern prometheus but it said vicarious f on it yep. is that what you said yep okay so remember remember the last thing that the teacher said to the the father and her he, she's like uh that's an interesting uh last, last name. name like what yeah. is it and it i was wondering does it ever say what her last name is because he straight up says well, it was a German name given to, and it's probably someone like colonizing one of my ancestors. So was it Frankenstein? I don't remember like, what it was. I, I don't, don't either. Anything, I don't remember your last name being said at all. 
But that was, I forgot about that line. That was so completely tone deaf of her, of the teacher to say that to them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now that was another reason why I said, oh, you are so white privileged. That was another reason why I said that. Yep. (laughs) That's that's exactly why. Um, And the other two fun facts is, um, well, actually, uh, they're spoilers. Uh, but it's, um, it says the monster relearns human speech by observing a family through a hole in the wall, just as in the original novel, which is what Michael said. Uh, and oh, okay, here we go, uh, Marlene. I'm reading this right now. It says during a parent teacher meeting, Vicarious teacher comments on their European sounding name. Vicarious dad says scathingly that it was probably branded on my ancestors' flesh by an overzealous German overseer. It starts with an F. So conceivably, Frankenstein never stated, but ob- obliquely suggested. Yep. There okay. You go. Yeah. There's your answer. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and now we'll move on to um, the uh, uh, groupers re- reaction. I actually got some groupers reactions, uh, y'all. Uh, I wasn't expecting it because I I never get. Uh, sometimes I don't. I just don't get any answers for my groupers reaction. Uh, but this time, I did. Uh, let me see if I can get to it. Are you? Let's see. Okay, here we go. Um, the questions I asked, I said, um, "Hey everyone, have you guys seen um, this um, Shutter original horror movie? Um, um, if you have seen it, what did you think of it? Did you have a favorite character or a favorite scene?" Uh, what was your least favorite scene? Uh, did you think this was a good modern take on Frankenstein? And I got um, three comments back. Um, <clears throat> or two. I'm sorry, two. Um, J.C. Bailey says, yes. He said acting could could be better, but it was okay. I actually thought that acting was amazing myself. I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandy Courtney Brooks says, so I was super excited for this one and I was loving it up until she animated him. She said, after that, I didn't like how her attitude totally changed and she freaked and gave him like no guidance. (laughs) She says, I did like this take on the myth though. I'd love to see the lead actress in more horror because she did an incredible job. And I do agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. She did such a great job. And I would love to see her in more uh, horror movies and, heck, comedy movies too. Because if you're a good actress, you could do it all. So I, I would love to see her in more movies overall. But of course, of course you know, horror movies, because that's what we deal with. So. <laughs> But uh, and of course, you know, I would move. I would do the, um, you know, the cast and crew that's passed on. But nobody has passed on from this movie. 
So especially since, you know, it was uh, released um, last year, you know, so, uh, but, um, but guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. Um, I do thank you guys for being here. Uh, now, next week, I am taking the week off. Uh, I will be back on March the 8th with um, Tucky, the series, Tucky. I will be doing um, episodes one through four. Um, I believe there's eight episodes. So one through four will be on Friday, uh, on March the 8th. And then on March 9th, um, I will be doing the next four episodes. Um, uh, I forget who's all on that. Um, I know Nathan Dilla is, um, there's a newbie that's going to be on Keisha L. Ross. I'm hoping that she'll be on anyway. Uh, Kelly Dunsmore is a part of it. And uh, Marlene, I think you're a part of that too. The Chucky one? Yeah. I think. Maybe. Yes, I think you. Uh, I'm, I'll have to check my schedule again, but I'm pretty sure you are on the Friday episode. I'm pretty I sure. I know I read it written it down somewhere. Yeah. Where, where's this it? In March? March. March eighth. Uh, March eighth and March ninth. Oh wait, the only thing I see that I've written down in March that I'm in is a uh, bad rep. Oh bad reputation. Okay. I could have sworn that you were on the checking. I'll have to if you are, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you okay. are. Uh but okay. but yeah. Um I will be discussing. Yeah, I cannot wait to discuss bad reputation, though. And I think Michael, you're on that one too, I believe. Oh, I think again, I have to look at my. You are yes, I kind of thought so. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that will be surprised the heck out of me. I did not. I did not think that I would like it as much as I did. Especially with the acting not being really good. <laughs> well, we we will have a lively discussion about. Yes, that. we so will. Prepared. We will. Uh, but until uh, March the eighth, guys, this has been Ben Latrice Carter, uh, Michael Williams, and uh, Marlene Miller, and we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye bye. We'll see y'all. Thank you so much, Latrice. This was a lot of fun.